passage comes from 2 Kings chapter 6. I'm just going to read two verses for time's sake. When the servant of the Lord, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early in the morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah. Allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Uh, this morning I want to preach. This is not an academic venture this morning. I intend to preach. There is a difference. I want to preach from the sermonic subject, corrective vision, or I see you. One of my favorite movies of all time is Back to the Future. In it, Michael J. Fox travels back in time to help shape a better future for himself and his family. Upon returning to the year 1954 in that cool-looking DeLorean, Marty comes into contact with defining moments in his parents' life, particularly his father, that would shape his life. And my brothers and sisters of Acadia Divinity School, uh, permit me to take you back in time, both historically and biblically, for the betterment of yourselves and your lives and this community. Our primary passage for consideration today is 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings 6 is where we will say, I see you. 2 Kings 6, we will watch and bear witness to the power of God and work through the prophet Elisha. 2 Kings 6 symbolically represents our present. But there is something in 2 Kings 2 that you need to see so we will be able to see God move in the present. Are you following me? It is 2 Kings 2 that Elisha takes his final lesson from his mentor and master, Elijah. Elijah, the founder of the school of the prophets, asked his student, What is it I can do for you before I am taken from you? Elijah asked for a double portion of his spirit. Elijah replied back, You have asked a difficult thing. Yet, if you see me, when I am taken from you, it will be yours. The Bible records as they were walking and talking with each other, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my 
Israel. Notice what Elisha saw as Elijah was taken into heaven. He saw a chariot of fire and horses of fire. As we transition from 2 Kings 2 to our focal text of 2 Kings 6, we learn that God has a way of preparing us for our present problems and predicaments. Are you with me? As we take a closer look at 2 Kings chapter 6, we are informed that the king of Aram was at war with the king of Israel. And the king of Aram would set up camp so that he would set ambushes against Israel's army. But Elisha had vision. He had foresight and would tell the king of Israel where the enemy's army would set up the ambushes so they never worked. The enemy was plotting, but the enemy never got to them. Let me say it again. The enemy was plotting, but the enemy never got to the children of Israel. Do you not know in your own lives that the enemy has plotted against you? But because of God's favor and covering on your life, what the enemy plotted against you never was able to touch you. So the king of Aram is vexed. He is upset. Because time and time again, the Lord is blocking him on every side. The king of Aram sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went to the city and surrounded the city by night. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever gone to sleep one night and your situation changed overnight? Have you ever felt surrounded by problems at every turn? Surrounded by health problems? Surrounded by financial problems? Surrounded by problems at the job? Surrounded by problems in your classwork that you can't finish? Maybe in your church? Maybe in your place of ministry? Maybe in your relationship? You find yourself like old McDonald's farm. Here a problem, there a problem, everywhere. A problem, problem. So if you find yourself in this situation surrounded by life's problems, allow me to give you some quick points so that it help you along the way so that you can begin to see. The first point is this. Sightseeing can be blinding. Sightseeing can be blind, blinding. Elisha's servant wakes up the next morning and sees Aram's army surrounding the city. The servant sees a problem. The servant sees a dilemma. The servant sees trouble. My brothers and sisters, we must be careful about what our eyes uh, see does not blind us from God's possibility. Let me say that again more clearly. We have to be careful about what our natural eyes see that does not blind us from God's possibility. You see the bills, and it's blinding. You see the papers and the assignments that are before you, and it's blinding. You see the current state of affairs in the United States of America, and it's blinding. You see the enemy, and that's all you can see. But the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. Stop looking at the problem and start looking at the problem solved. 
children of Israel. All they saw was the Red Sea in front of them, mountains on either side, and Pharaoh's army behind them. But God saw them walking through the Red Sea on dry ground. The children of Israel saw the giant Goliath, but God saw David, and through a young child, we learned that giants do fall. The disciples saw five loaves and two pieces of fish, but Jesus saw 5,000 men being fed. Nebuchadnezzar saw the fiery furnace, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saw the Son of Man and the ability of God. The servant sees the problem. Elisha sees the problem solver. He says, don't be afraid, for those who are with us is more than those who are against us. For the servant, he only counts two. But the Bible says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there shall I be in the midst of them. The servant only sees himself and Elisha, but the Bible again says, one with God can chase a thousand and two can put ten thousand to fight. Seeing with your two eyes in the natural can be blinding, but seeing with your spiritual eye can be a blessing. Elisha says to God, open his eyes so that he may see. So the Lord opened his eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And the natural, the sinner is surrounded by the enemy. But in the spiritual dimension, God's army is surrounding the enemy. The text says the horses and chariots of fire were all around Elisha. The Lord has a hedge of protection watching over you. As Chance the Rapper says, I got angels, angels, angels all around me protecting me. My ancestors used to say it like this up above my head, I hear music in the air. There must be a God somewhere. That's why when the enemy is before you, we can stand still and be confident and say like the Bible says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The psalmist said it this way, I will lift my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help, because my help cometh from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. I may be under attack, but the Lord is on my side. Two, sometimes being blinded is a blessing. So now Elisha and the servant can see the army of God. But the king of Aram and his men cannot. So Elisha prays, Lord, strike these people with blindness. Now you have to understand that Satan uses people to do his dirty work. So what we perceive as the enemy and the natural are just people being used by the true enemy who is Satan. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, my brothers and sisters. So Elisha actually prays on behalf of Aram's men when he asks the Lord to blind them. How is this a blessing? That's the relevant question. I'm glad you asked. If you were able, if they were able to see, they would have continued their attack and assault on Elisha. If they were able to see, they probably would have tried to kill Elisha and his servant. If they could see, some general somewhere off would have 
Allow me a little liberty, homiletically. <laughs> the Bible says when Jesus was on the cross, darkness came over the land from the sixth to the ninth hour. That's from twelve to three. I believe when the midday turned midnight, the legions of angels that was in the same passage with Elisha and the servant were standing at the ready to charge. And because there were so many angels, their presence blocked the sun, ready to avenge the Son of God. But Jesus knew his captors were blinded by their actions. That's why he said, Father, forgive them, because they don't know what they're doing. I was blind, but thank God, I'm forgiven. That's all of our testimony. You know it better like this. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a soul like me. I don't like that rich word. I once was lost, but now I'm found was blind, but now I see. This is our task. This is why we are here for this last point. To bless those who were once blind. The king of Israel, once he sees Aram's army march straight to him, asks Elisha the question, what shall we do with these men? Shall we kill them? And Elisha says, don't kill them. They are your prisoners of war. And he asked them, he asked the king of Israel to set out a banquet and feed Aram's army. Those who were once about to invade and perform violence on Elisha and his servants. Psalm 23 verse 4 says something like this. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My brothers and sisters, as we enter into this new era of ministry, when we have to go out into the world, we have to remember, number one, that we were once those who were blind. Number two, there's a whole lot of people who are still blind. And our job at the church is not to say, smite them, almighty smiter. No. We have to extend the love of Jesus Christ to those who are yet blind because that's who we are. And so, what are we seeing? What are you seeing? Are you seeing the hand of God in your life? Are you seeing God show up in miraculous ways? Do you still believe that God is here present working on our behalf? Do you see the prophet and his servants? Do you see people in the world as enemies? Or people who are just blind who need the love of Jesus Christ? So when you see somebody in the world, church or unchurched, Correct your vision. And be able to look at them in the eye. No matter what their predicament, circumstance. And say, 